Well, hello, Wichita, and welcome to this edition of Council Chat. I am Councilmember Brian Fry, representing the 5th District, and with me is Vice Mayor, Councilmember Mike Hoheisel, representing the 3rd District. How are you today? Not too bad. Um, still smarting a little bit from losing to Denver for the first <laughs> time since yeah. before Twitter existed. So well, I know, back when uh, things were a lot simpler. But yes, yes. Unbelievable. So. But, you know, it's... It was going to happen. It, eventually. At least it happened in Denver and not at Arrowhead. And, and to be completely honest, it was getting a little boring, just <laughs> whooping them time and time and again. So um, the rivalry's back, I guess. We'll I guess. See. We'll see. That's right. Well, starting off next week, uh, council meeting on Tuesday, as usual, we'll have our board of bid uh, petitions as well as uh, petitions for public improvements. That's pretty standard at every meeting. Um and then we also have a couple of unsafe structures in District 1. You know, we always try to make every effort to work with the homeowners. This is the last thing we want to see is uh, condemnation. We hate to tear down homes. Um, but, you know, these both of these have been going on for months. Right. And so I don't know if this is going to be a last resort or not, but um, we'll hear and find out. Right. There's quite a process before it gets to where we're actually knocking the house down. Right. Um, and again, like um, Councilmember Fry said, this isn't what we want to do, but there's so many public safety issues yeah. surrounding um, unkept houses, abandoned houses. Uh, you have people squatting in them. You have wildlife that take over the area. So we owe it to the public to actually look out for their health and well-being. So that's yeah. the stage we're at here. And coming to Council is typically a last resort. Right. This is, we've exhausted every other possibility. We've tried everything. We've had multiple opportunities for the homeowner to make fixes. And, and so this is the last resort. Um, and again, we hope we don't get there, but we'll see. And usually it's nice. There are some surprises and we get yep. to save a house. So. Yeah, that's always a, a pleasant part of our meetings yep. when we actually get to see some positive results. Yep. There. We'll also be discussing allocating 100000 to support entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial services with Nextus. Um, well, also in my district, we're considering a petition for a CID, a community, a community Improvement District in Saddle Creek. It's a commercial district that can help enhance growth in the area, um, pay for some of the infrastructure, um, some of the improvements around there. So it's, it's usually a good debate um, or a good discussion about um, the true purpose of this. We want to make sure that we provide um, the proper um, financial incentives mm -hmm. for people to um, to help develop certain areas and the tools and resources to do that as well. So this will just be to set the hearing for right. it. We'll be hearing the actual policy or the actual um, item here in December. So and Saddle Creek is 47th and Broadway. 47th and Broadway. It's the site of the old Kmart. Yep. There's a Dollar Tree. Uh, Godfather's. Godfather's pizza. It's the only Godfather's left in Wichita, and I occasionally will go down there and pick up a pie yeah. because I was raised on Godfather's pizza. <laughs> I know it's a Pizza Hut town, but I was raised on Godfather's Sacrilegious. pizza. Sacrilegious. Sacrilegious. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're also going to be taking up a contract for police officers to work security when they're off duty. And this will be um, having one central contract, a management company, to do this instead of it being done internally by police. I know the Sheriff's Department uh, has already yeah. done this, and I think it's the same company that the Sheriff's Department is using, um, so that when citizens or businesses need to hire uh, secondary duty officers, they will work through this company instead of working through our department. It just makes it a lot cleaner, 
um, and simpler process. Right. Um, we'll also be looking at improvements to Pat Garcia Veterans Memorial Park. Uh, this is in District 6, um, and it is one of those 10 parks that we have that really don't have a lot of services or amenities in it. Um, it's very undeveloped, and there's an opportunity to do some, some fitness equipment. Uh, we got a grant to help offset some of the cost and, and put in some, a flagpole and just really kind of dress it up, but also create some programming within the park right. instead of just being green space. And, yes, we need green space, but to have some amenity in there that right. the residents can use uh, you know, to help fully develop it out. It's a, about a 1.6-acre park, so it's not very large. And it's not going to be a huge outdoor fitness area, but again, something else for the community. Oh, absolutely. Our our park system, I think, is the crown jewel of our city government here. Um, I know you served for years on the parks yeah, board and helped get a lot of these things going. We're seeing the fruits of your labor <laughs> on it here, um, and it's just we're always looking for ways to improve. We got a lot of exciting things going on with our park system. You know, when I travel in other cities, I always like to check out their parks. Yeah, and see what they're doing versus what we could be doing here. Uh, I think that's what really makes a community yep. and defined by your your open space and your your quality of life. And mm-hmm. during COVID, we saw our park use just increase incredibly um, because people were outdoors and trying to do things. And we saw a lot of attention and a lot of demand and a lot of uh, requests for improvements. And this will be one that is long needed. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and just creating memories, too. Yeah. Um, some of my earliest memories are going fishing at uh, Watson Park. Nice. And first fish I ever caught is a little bluegill. I thought I was the best fisherman in the world. But, <laughs> again, parks, that's what parks brings you is a quality of life that um, we don't otherwise see. So, yeah. Have you ever done things. the polar plunge at Watson Park? I have not done day? the <laughs> – maybe this year. <laughs> I'll go out there with you, Brian. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> we'll go viral for something eventually. That's right. <laughs> Um, we're also going to be looking at our 2024 splash pad maintenance plan and an MOU with Kansas Alliance for Wetlands and Stream Soap um, product, Protect and Restore Streams, Wetlands, Rivers, Prairies, Wildlife, and Habitat. Um, they're popular. I know there's um, issues with pools and making sure that we have access to pools, but the splash pads are yeah, a, a absolutely. great thing to, to bring your kids and family out to. and. Um, just let them run around just like we used yeah. to do with the, the hose and the lawn. <laughs> and it's a little more high-tech than that, a little more enjoyable. But you go out there and bring the kids out there, man, and you see the enjoyment that they're having, yeah. and it, it warms your heart. Yeah, so. they've gotten a lot of demand, a lot of use, yep. uh, especially with the Aquatics Master Program and how we increased uh, our splash pad inventory, our water playgrounds is what I like to call them. <laughs> um, but it's, again, you don't have to have lifeguards for them. Um, they can operate longer. Uh, throughout the year and it's a quick easy way to cool off and enjoy and and some nice recreation so but they do get use and so there's some maintenance that has to get done uh, without a doubt so that way next year they can be ready to roll right and that's one of the things nothing's more frustrating i know we had the one at linwood park that had some issues this year and didn't get open and off the ground so hopefully this is going to help address these issues beforehand Mm -hmm. and just have that amenity out there for the public to to enjoy and yep. tire the kids out and bring them home and put them to bed and take a nap because that's, that's, right. that's the best part of it right there. <laughs> um, and, and more water-related items, discussing our agreement with the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation. The proposed agreement would, pro- would provide an additional $7,920,000 
for reimbursement of previously computed, completed ASR Phase two construction costs. Reimbursed funds will be utilized for forthcoming ASR and Equisbed well-field projects to ensure ongoing sustainability of the ASR project, which this is something that's obviously a big concern of us moving in and out of the droughts that we have mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, water security is obviously one of the main uh, concerns that we have going forward in right. the next couple of decades, especially with um, some of the changes that we're seeing out there. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and this is such an important project because we get our water supply from the Equus beds, uh, the well fields around the Arkansas River, and then Cheney Lake. Yep. And being able to keep that ASR and the well field project uh, operational keeps the salt plume that's in there back um, by having it fully recharged and having this money to continue to upgrade this facility and keep it operating it, this is um, the project was much more than the 7.9 million right. but getting this money from the federal government certainly helps us because if we don't keep that water that salt plume back then we have to build the desalination plant and we don't want to go do that and so this is important to have this uh, to continue to keep our water supply especially in drought conditions so that way we're not drawing upon just Cheney Lake right and so this is a, a great um, I don't want to call it a gift but the the, the funding source is great for us and, and really important work as the drought continues like you said so and this is something that you've been working on for quite a few years yeah um, something that you're very intimately familiar with. So, yep. If you're not taking a tour of it, it's pretty impressive. It's it's amazing what they've done up there and and how we've been able to utilize the runoff from the Arkansas River and keeping it underground where you don't get as much loss to evaporation. Um, and again, we're supplying water for a half a million customers, right. not just the city of Wichita, but surrounding communities. Yeah. And it's such an important responsibility of local government to do this and do it well. And Hats off to our public works team because they're the ones that have identified this and keep it operating. Uh, former college buddy of mine, Sean Maloney, runs it, um, and he does a great job out there. So the unsung good shout out right? to Sean. Yeah, the staff definitely does not get enough credit. We're yeah. we're just the pretty faces up here, everybody. <laughs> so um, the staff does a lot of the the main work, the tough work, and they they don't get near enough credit from yep. everybody. So a special shout out to them. A yep. uh, couple of public safety items. Um, we're gonna, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. We're gonna amend a couple of speed limit ordinances. One around Southwest Boulevard uh, at West Street and Pawnee, and then as well as the interchange of K42 and I-235. We do this from time to time, um, where we have adjusted speed limits just because of the traffic counts and the r- accident rates. Yeah. And so that's what this is doing, just kind of making it safer. Um, and then we also have a couple of grants for the Wichita Police Department. Uh, one is a half a million dollars from the Bureau of Justice Assistance, National Public Safety Partnership, um, and then another one from the COPS grant. Collectively, it's about $2 million. Um, this grant, These grants will be used to help fund uh, a real-time crime center. Uh, and this is modeled after ones that our chief has seen in other communities using uh, cameras, a network of cameras to help monitor uh, issues being able to track stolen vehicles, um, just being able to have technology as an aid to our police department. So that way you don't always have to have bodies everywhere. You can use cameras and surveillance to help uh, identify hotspots, crime, activity, and so forth, and especially in recovery of stolen items. 
So it's not Big Brother, but it's to aid in uh, recovery and solutions. And, so. and also um, neighborhood dumping. I, I remember hearing yep. Councilmember Blueball after he toured one of the sites with you guys um, yeah. talking about how much um, resources are dedicated to putting an end to neighborhood dumping, and that's a big yeah. one in my district and a lot of districts out there. So, um, you know, we got to take a look and we got to have a good open discussion about what we're doing moving forward. But um, Chief Sullivan is very, um, very encouraged by, by yeah. the steps we're taking here. Yeah. So, And getting these grants really help offset that cost right. because those are very expensive cameras and equipment. And so you got to have that startup. Yep. And, and on another note, um, that intersection you talked about earlier, we will be having um, some construction over there to improve the intersection. I don't know how many of you are familiar with around West Street there. It's a real pain in the neck, especially <laughs> um, that's right down the street from my grandma. So I'm, I, I'm looking forward to um, seeing the improvements done there yep. as well. Um, finally, uh, big news for the week. Um, We'll be discussing funding for an emergency winter shelter to help our homeless residents. Um, we've been working on this for months now, and every single council member is involved. Every single, uh, we've partnered with county, uh, partnering with the state as well to find solutions, and we, we've come across a location, mm -hmm. and we've got a solid plan out there, and this will just be the the item moving forward, the funding from um, some of the federal funds that we have right. to help fund this. So yep. it's, you know, everybody was outside trick-or-treating or, -treating or <laughs> um, outside over the last weekend, and it's cold out there already. Yeah. And it's going to be cold again, and we have to make sure that we treat people like human beings mm -hmm. and make sure that everybody has a place to go to. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, a couple of important things I think need to be added to this. I participated in the point-in-time count last January, and it was the, one of the coldest days of the year. Um, and we started at 4 in the morning, and we wrapped up about 11. Well, at 11, it was still really cold. And our winter shelters have not been 24-hour shelters. This will be a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week emergency shelter. Right. That is an, an improvement from what we've had in the past, because there are days during the daytime when it can be below freezing. Right. And these folks had no place to go, and now they will. So I think that's an important thing. Also, we've been working on this for months. Months. We have been trying to identify a site um, that would work, and it's always challenging mm -hmm. trying to find a site like this because there's a phrase we use at City Hall all the time called NIMBYs. Yep. Nobody wants this type of thing in their backyard, and it's difficult to find a spot that's going to satisfy everyone. You're just not going to. Um, and then you start looking at renovation costs and transit routes and, you know, is there enough space? Is there bathrooms? You know, what's going to work? Is, right. there, is it secure? This particular site is one that the city already owned, so we're saving money that Same way. Man. And it only became available because a tenant that we had in there was able to move into their new facility and became vacant. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, this is really working out well. And it's large enough. It's got bathrooms. It's got gated security. It's on transit route. It works for a lot of solutions. A temporary solution. Temporary until right? March. And that's, that's the other thing. 22 um, weeks. We need to remember that we're still working on the MAC, the multi-agency center that would have congregate shelter and housing and services all wrapped into one facility. That's still going to take us a little bit more time. So this is... I don't a know. Short term. A short term solution, right? While yeah. we continue to work on the long term. But 
for a lot of reasons, this site works out well. Um, we've been notifying the neighbors and making sure that the businesses all understand what's going on. And we've been having meetings with our county partners and our legislative partners yeah. to everybody understand what's going on. And fortunately, in winter position, we were able to use uh, federal dollars to help pay for this. So uh, it, it's frustrating, I know, for a lot of people because they feel like we haven't been doing this. But we've been working on this for a very long yeah. time. Our staff and the housing department uh, and city manager's office, council members, hot team, everybody's been working on a solution. Yeah. And so this is an important uh, step. But the main thing is it's going to be a 24-7 uh, shelter. That should be large enough, up to 250, 250. people. And it also, a couple of things um, to add in, it will also free up space for an additional 60... Family. 60, uh, 60 beds for yeah. families, for women families, and yep. children, yeah. So, because right. um, you, you can't house them with the general population. That's another aspect of this I don't think people are really aware of is we're also beholden to HUD standards mm -hmm. as well. So a lot of the money that we use to combat homelessness and to care for people... It comes with strings attached. It comes with certain requirements. So that's what also made a number of the buildings ineligible for us to actually right. move into because there there was issues there and there was major work that has to be put in. And something else along the lines with the, the cost. We're not trying to be cheap here. We still have a medium-term solution that we have to look at over the next two or three years. Yeah. And any money we spend on a new building, on... Uh, renovation costs or rentals of something yeah we're leasing it out yeah. that that's money that and resources we're not going to be able to yeah. have next year and the year after until we get the the mac the multi-agency mm -hmm. center built so um this is i i think the the best solution that we have and we've got a number of people on board and we're going to make sure that we we do everything to make sure that it's secure safe and efficient and the other thing that's to our advantage right now is we got a break with some warm weather over yeah. the next week or so and maybe we can depending upon what all needs to get done how much of that can get done in time to be ready for that next cold snap right um because the facility is pretty much turnkey yeah just a few things we need to yeah. get done all right let's talk about this weekend um i know <laughs> you just talked at a gender review about uh, a neighborhood cleanup you got going tomorrow. Yes, sir. Right? Yep. And it's a combined one with District 4? Yep, yep. It's um, at 47th and Broadway. I believe the Dollar General right around there is where we're going to meet. It's a neighborhood that hasn't had a cleanup in quite a while. If you don't have an active neighborhood association, it's pretty difficult to get a neighborhood cleanup organized. So yeah. um, every once in a while, we'll, we'll try and show some love to people and organize an event like this. So. Cool. I'm going to be up there just dressed like a scrub like I used to be and uh, working and um, moving things along. So is it just for that neighborhood or can anybody, I mean, how are you, I, how are you I communicating am, this to folks? How I, are you communicating? Yeah, um, we have it on our district pages. Um, we did drop, do a leaflet drop in okay. the neighborhood here two or three days ago. Okay. So it, it's out there. Um, it's it, I, it's just like a neighborhood cleanup. We're going to have a dumpster. We're going to have a couple of trucks out there. So um, Taking tires, mattresses, scrap metal. We'll have to check with our CSR, but that sounds about right if yeah. it's a neighborhood cleanup. I know when we've done, we've had a couple of cleanups in a, a neighborhood association that I have in my district, and the amount of tires and scrap metal that show up with these are amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know whose stores. <laughs> tires in their yard and in their house but evidently they do 
and yeah, it's hard to get rid of. Yeah. And so it's always good to have that instead of setting up collecting water and you know right. so forth. And so areas uh, pockets of water for mosquitoes and yeah, other things. Exactly. Yeah, and it's amazing the amount of money that um, the scrappers come by and they pick up mm -hmm. all the, the scrap metal and that saves us because it's um, you yeah. know less that we have to take to the dump yeah. and it helps them out as well. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Uh, so Councilmember uh, Johnson and Tuttle and I are competing in cooking for a cause to benefit the Pando Initiative uh, tomorrow night at Scottish Rite Temple. Um, last year, the three of us won Best Booth. We had Pothole Chili. Yeah. And uh, this year, our theme is Air ICT, Travel with a Taste. <laughs> so um, we're going to be doing that tomorrow night. It's a lot of fun. I think there's 39 different teams cooking uh, different food samples. And so we're not chefs. We're booth decorators. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we hope to have some fun with that. So. Oh, yeah. And then Saturday, Sunday morning, you get up early and watch the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. It's right? 8.30 this, this week. Um, they're playing in Germany. Yeah. They're playing the Dolphins. It's going to be a good game. We're going to see our old friend Tyreek Hill again. He's uh, He's been acting a little crazy lately, yeah. talking about the Chiefs. Does, but um, Does, does uh, Taylor Swift make the trip? Oh, boy, an international trip. Is she in the middle of a tour now? I, <laughs> I only ask this because the last two council chats, they have been Chiefs questions for the surprise question. <laughs> so I'm hoping that today's surprise question is not a Chiefs one. Okay, good. Okay. So, well, we can, we can send her in on a hologram if that's what we need for luck. All right. Would you rather be turned into a crab or a spider? What's the lifespan of a crab? They can be eaten. Yeah. See, I, I always, I, I would have some caution. Like, it's a crummy life if you're living in the ocean, right? I don't know. I get to swim. I get to see scenery. Probably better than living in a dark, dangy spider. But there's safety in that. You go to an attic or something and you're okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're in the ocean, you're, you're on the smorgasbord That's 24 true. hours a day. That's true, but... Um, a good shoe will end your life if you're a spider. <laughs> <laughs> so do we get to keep our intelligence, I guess, would be the... Or do we just turn into a random... I don't know. I suppose I'd say a crab. It's... You can't win either way here. You, you can. Um, I, I would go spider. I just feel like I have a little more control over my environment. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe... What do crabs eat? You know, it's a little... Parasites, plankton, plankton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I it doesn't sound appealing either way. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm a big seafood fan, so I guess being a crab, I could eat other seafood. So, <laughs> well, you might be the seafood. How's that? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Wichita, for joining us. Um, and my my good friend Brian here and. I've appreciated all the guidance and help that uh, you've given me over a, the last two years. Thank you. It's a it's a teamwork. We work together. Yes, sir. So. Yes, sir. And um, I hope everybody out there is staying safe and warm. And go Chiefs. And um, be sure to subscribe and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.